You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. If you're starting to run, learn your body, make sure that the way your legs are moving, your arms are moving are all in sync together because it's, you could hurt yourself really quickly. And if you hurt yourself, your chances are you're not going to stick with program. Commit, set time and say, this is the time I'm going to spend every day for myself. Even if it's 30 minutes, you split the time in half, but you've got to get the strength work in there because it will only complement your work on the bike, the tread as you age. That's one of the reasons I work as hard as I do. I want to age without feeling aged, if that makes sense. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 211. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We are uh, broadcasting, well, I guess not live. No. And we're not broadcasting either. Yeah. We're podcasting, <laughs> not live. Not live. From Fort Wilderness. We're. Yeah, we're in uh, Disney World. At our little vacation resort thingy. Yeah. um, But we did not leave you in the lurch. Yeah. We're still here. And if we sound sickly, it's because we are. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter had a friend over before we left, and she got a cold, and now we have a cold. Now we all have colds. Yeah. But uh, we're still having a blast. We are tired. We are having a lot of fun. But uh, today is our resort day, and we are spending it recording. So we love you guys. Yeah. How's that for commitment? Yeah. Exactly. I feel like there was something else. Oh, we yeah. We were going to tell them like uh, last week. Did you have trouble oh, yeah. downloading our episode? So I don't know if anybody has heard this, but Apple has been experiencing issues for the last several weeks, ever since they rolled out their new program that goes from uh, it's uh, not follows or it's not now it's not subscribe. It's follows. It's follows. And they're trying to create like paywalls so they can basically you don't go to Patreon anymore for podcasts that yeah. do that. They want it in their ecosystem so they can take a cut. And and as part of that rollout, they keep screwing things up. Yes. And um, so some people people could access our podcast on Apple last week and other people could not. So uh, Tom finally found somebody at Apple to work with him. And we think that's why it finally rolled out to those of you who couldn't get it like 
Monday. Because it was like a few hours later, all of a sudden people were like, oh, it's there now. Yeah. So, so first of all, we apologize for that. We had zero control over it. And second of all, if that ever happens again, please remember that you can get that podcast from Spotify or any other Apple or any other podcasting location. Right. Or YouTube. YouTube. Exactly. So it was only Apple that was having issue and it was only for some people. So yeah, it was a very odd one. So it and was. Then, it was, and then how nice are the listeners? Like the feedback we were getting, people were just like, well, you were on vacation. So we just yeah. assumed that you didn't do one and we didn't want to bug you. They're so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And we still did, guys. We yeah. were still there. And we actually met a listener. We did. At, we did. At, uh, at no, Animal no, Kingdom. It was Animal Kingdom. Yeah. We were on the dinosaur ride. Yeah. And uh, in the same car. Yeah. She happened to be right behind us. And uh, Nicole Brown, okay. I believe. And uh, she came up to us and was like, Hi, don't want to be creepy, but I love your podcast, which is like the sweetest thing ever. So, um, and her boyfriend or fiance or whatever was completely rolling his eyes, like, yeah, Whoa. I think it's her husband. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he was like, Oh my God, you guys are all dumb. And we were like, Whatever. Yeah. But he was kind enough to take the picture. <laughs> he did. So he that did. was nice. I, I thought he redeemed himself with yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that aside, what do you have in store for people this week? Uh, well, we have lots of Peloton news. We have some interesting stories that we don't usually cover. And, um, they're just like about people that work at Peloton that we right. don't usually get to hear about. Yeah, totally. Um, we also have some controversy on the OPP, which we haven't covered in a while. Yeah. And uh, and then there's lots of little things that the uh, instructors are involved in. We also have a visit from MetPro and from Dr. Jin. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts sometimes. <laughs> and uh, we are sporadically available on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever you find your stuff, uh, you can find us. Uh, you can also check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out, where you can watch most of these, not this <laughs> week's in video because we don't have good enough Wi Fi here. Well, it's still going to be there. It's just going to be an audiogram static right. image. You it won't, won't be, be able to see us. Actually, images of, of us talking like yeah. normal. So, yeah. Our Wi Fi sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then what else am I supposed to plug? Oh, yeah. The newsletter, which I didn't send out because we're on vacation. Sorry. Uh, you can sign up for that at theclipout.com. So, there's all of that. Let's dig in, shall we? Peloton in the news. So Peloton announced this week that they are changing their pricing for app users. Yeah, and um, and it's going to be people are calling it a tiered system, but it's also it's also a discount system. Right. So like students are going to pay six ninety nine per month, and teachers, healthcare workers, and first responders are going to get nine ninety nine per month, and military members and their families they pay a nine ninety nine rate, but that's locked in for life. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Now again, that's only for app users. So if you have equipment. And you're paying for, you know, to get the metrics on your bike or your tread. This does not apply to you. This is for people who only use the app, which caused quite a bit of controversy. No, this isn't the controversy. controversy this I was is not the controversy to. in question. But yeah, um, a lot of people are upset about this. They feel like, well, I'm, I already paid all this money for the bike. Why am I paying $40 a month while other people are paying $6.99 a month? Yeah. Like that's, that's a huge difference. But I think it's important to remember that, you know, Peloton is using, as you've brought up many times, Tom, uh, Peloton is using this as kind of a loss leader. Right. Their their hopes of giving a, a $6.99 a month rate to a student is that by the time they graduate college, it's the same reason that the the credit card companies used to hand out credit cards yeah. on freshman orientation, right? right? Like Now, that's a little bit more 
predatory than that. And right. by a little bit, I mean a lot more. <laughs> and uh, But their goal is they want to get a college-educated person who, statistically speaking, is going to make significantly more money than a non-college-educated right. person. That's just statistics. There are certainly exceptions to that rule. For many years, I was one of them. Uh, but they want to lock those people into the Peloton ecosystem. Well, yeah. So when they get their good job, they're like, well, I'll buy the bike now. Yeah, because now you have a customer for life. Right. Is the thing. Freshman orientation. Gillette I- handed out razors with the fr- different fraternities letters on and i was in a fraternity a nerd fraternity we got drunk and played magic the gathering that's right, that, right. that's you know what we did but here it is i'm 50 and now. you're still using gillette. i still use a gillette razor to this day i know that is why they're doing this yeah and so it's a good thing and and for those of you you know who are, who are paying more and you feel like it's unfair i get that but keep in mind that the whole point of this also, the other side of it is to democratize fitness. It's for people who yeah. don't make as much money. They're early on in their career. The same way as uh, whenever you get a student loan, they give you lower rates or they okay. give you lower payments until you get started on your career and then you pay more. So, um, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing, too. They're trying to make it affordable for everyone. And that's important to remember. Absolutely. But I think overall, this is a good thing. That's a great thing. And lots of companies do this. For your cell phone company, yeah. I promise you, they've got a rate for military and government. Yeah. And they've got, you know, I mean... The, the, At different companies that you work with. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, so this isn't anything all that new and exciting in terms of how people price their products. It's just... You know, Peloton gets clicks, so there's a new story about it. But I guarantee you, you already interact with probably at least 10 or 15 products that do something similar. You just don't know it. Yeah. Or, or pay attention. Yeah. It, it's, it's so second nature to you. You came across an interesting uh, article this week from Asian American Life, which is part of the City University of New York. Yeah, I, I don't know where it's from, I confess. But uh, yeah, and you know, uh, John Foley tweeted this. It's actually a video. It was on YouTube. And I love hearing the backstories of people. And okay, so there's five founders, co-founders of Peloton. So we have John Foley, obviously. Right. He's the one He's the one that kind of gets all the attention, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we've, we've interviewed Tom Cortese uh, briefly. He was part, we, we got to interview him when we were at Homecoming a couple yes. years ago. And then this interview was specifically with uh, Hisao Kushi and also Yoni Feng. And uh, so they both happen to be Asian American. So that's why the story was in Asian American life. And this story was really cool because it tells the story of Peloton, but it also gives their backstory how they ended up at Peloton. And they got there very different ways. And how both Hisao and Yoni did not do what is considered to be the traditional Asian American work life approach. Like they took a different approach to, to their lives than other Asian American, like a traditional Asian American does. And, uh, they basically were like, that's very stereotypical. It's, and so when I say typical, I mean stereotypical. Right. And they were like, we both, we both came across it a completely different way. Their conversation was kind of all about like bucking those stereotypes, right. which I just thought was a very powerful statement. And it, and it's very much in lockstep with Peloton's mission of anti-racism against all races. So I really, I really enjoyed it. But I also, on a personal note, absolutely adore Hassau. We've gotten to have conversations with him, his daughter, his wife. They're just all just lovely 
freaking people. So I, I love whenever they get a little bit of a, a spotlight because they're just really, really cool people. And longtime listeners might remember Hassel yes. as the first member of Peloton to join the clip out group yes. and uh, scared the ever loving shit out of us because yes. we were just like, oh, no, are they going to sue us? Right. Because because for those of you who haven't been listening a long time, you may not know this about Hassel, but he is the chief legal counsel. So imagine how terrified we were. Yeah, we're like five episodes in or yeah. something. And all of a sudden the chief legal counsel is like, I would like to join your group now. And we're and like, like oh, oh, no, here we go. We're going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go to jail for podcasting <laughs> or at least get shut down. Yeah. Yes. Which was my concern. Um, but no, no, they actually just love to uh, hear about everything going on with Peloton and hear our take on it, which is very flattering because they work there. Yeah. Like, so, what, like what do they why care do they about care us? what we say? Yeah, so. But yeah. So I just have nothing but love for the Cushies, the whole Cushie family. They also have a son, but we've never met the son. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know we met the daughter yeah. at Homecoming. Yes. Back when it was called that. Yes. We no, met her twice. HRI. Yeah. It was, it was HRI the first time, and we met her at Homecoming the second time. Gotcha. Yeah. Lovely people. Fool.com had an interesting article about uh, why the Peloton stock is going up. Yeah. And um, for those of you wondering where the hell John Mills is, it's like impossible to patch somebody in. We can't even get on Here's YouTube. Here's the deal. So. We like John Mills a lot, but we're not bringing him on vacation with <laughs> no, us. I think I mean, that's a bridge too far. I think Erica would be upset. Yeah, because then we'd have to bring her too. Right? Yeah. And, and then we'd have to bring Jasmine and, and their granddaughter. Like, oh, it's just, I yeah. mean... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be fun. It would be amazing. <laughs> they don't fit in our suitcase. I mean, they have you not. seen how big John Mills' muscles are? <laughs> just just his muscle, his biceps wouldn't fit in my suitcase. That, that bicep alone would put us over the 70-pound limit. It would. Yeah. It would. Um, so, unfortunately, we could not bring them. But this article talks about, um, I believe it was Loop. Loop uh, is the... Um, Loop in, Capital. Loop Capital. They are very bullish on Peloton. They're like, hey... This problem that the entire stock market is saying that is bad about Peloton, everything's down, yada, 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 all the tread recalls, right. overrated. They're like, no, this whole problem that everyone says is there, it, it's way overstated. This is not as much of a problem as people say it is. And by the way, we give them a rating of $140 a share. Um, and instantly, the Peloton stock went up. Six dollars that wow. day, right after that, or maybe six percent. Excuse me, <laughs> I don't remember. I know there was a six in it. It's been a couple days, <laughs> but it instantly went up, and it's it's been climbing. Uh, this is this is a, uh, in my opinion, and I am not anyone to listen to when it comes to money. This is just my opinion. I believe that Peloton is a long term investment, just like so many other companies. I think this is one that you want to have. So rbr.com which is the website for Radio Television Business Report. Somehow the T didn't make the cut in the eh. URL. But uh, they have an interesting article about how a cycling is... Uh, the headline is a hot mess. Cycling up a high spot radio play count. Like... That sounds like it was like translated into German and then translated back into English. So I don't know. But basically what they're saying <laughs> is that Peloton is buying lots of radio ads and they're actually currently the third largest largest radio advertiser in America behind Progressive based on number of plays right based on number yeah number of spots purchased and so they're right behind Progressive and Indeed and it says it puts it far behind Home Depot which is interesting because isn't that where Foley used to work I have no idea. I, I don't he, remember. Home I thought Depot. he. I thought where was he, he at was before? Like Barnes and Noble. Oh man, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you can buy wood there, and you can use wood 
to make paper <laughs> so you can see my confusion. No. Okay. How about this? Um, I'm hopped up on Mucinex. It's Mucinex. It's not Mucinex. It is Mucinex. I know the company says it's called Mucinex. Because it's Mucinex. But the company is wrong. It's no, Mucinex. Babe, it's Mucinex. I'm using it to clear out my mucus, not my mucus. <laughs> oh, here we go. So that makes it Mucinex. <sighs> they are wrong. Okay. They've been wrong before. They hired TJ Miller. <laughs> well, he's hopped up on Mucinex. Yes. And um, yeah, this was fascinating to me, though, that Peloton is number three. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of companies that aren't even using. Radio yeah, I mean, anymore. radio also has been hemorrhaging people. It has. So, like, it or advertisers and people. But, but you have to wonder if this is going to lead the pack on companies coming back to local radio because people keep following every freaking yeah. thing Peloton does. I think some of it is from from Peloton's standpoint. They're probably finding radio to be very efficient from a oh. cost per point standpoint, and so they're like, well, I mean, if we're just looking at a straight. CPP, like, well, we'll just, you know, we can get it in radio for, you know, a third or half of what you're going to pay for television. And, cause, you know, because they have enough money, they can cast the net wide. And so they can just, you know, and radio works really well for them. I'm sure in terms of like the formats make selecting your demo very easy. Yeah, so. that's true. Well, I think I thought it was fascinating. So we had to include it. So there's been some movement in the Peloton Icon Health lawsuit. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if you remember this, but Icon Health actually filed a counter lawsuit against Peloton. And I thought this was kind of an interesting update because Peloton then came back and said they moved to dismiss the counterclaims. But the part that's interesting to me is that both sides got a little bit of movement here. Both gotcha. sides did. So Peloton was granted in half and denied and part of it. So just to be clear, Peloton had dismissed, they had moved to dismiss certain counterclaims. They are, one, Icon's claim of patent infringement because Peloton claimed a license to the subject patents. And two, Icon's claim of false advertising because the Peloton advertising statements complained of were non-actionable, puffery, or otherwise not misleading. Now, that's interesting to me because the non-actionable puffery was the music lawsuit, wasn't it? Uh, I th No, I thought the non-actionable puffery was the lawsuit about the ever-expanding playlist. Oh, so music. That's what I'm saying. Or ever-expanding classes. And then when the music lawsuit hit, they had they pulled some classes and then somebody sued saying, well, these classes aren't ever-expanding. Yeah. This library yeah. isn't ever-expanding yes. because it contracted. Yes, that is and correct. And they were like, come on, that's marketing speak. That's like suing because your spaghetti sauce isn't zesty enough. I just thought it was fascinating that Icon claimed that Peloton was false advertising. Like... Really? Over over their music? I mean, come on. Yeah, and th there could be another aspect of that that we're not remembering. Oh, that's that's very true. You know. Okay, so the court found that they may they need to resolve any ambiguities in Icon's favor. But in general, the court found it ambiguous as to whether the Peloton treadmill was a substantially similar product or technology as compared to the Peloton bike. Thus, Icon's patent infringement claims survive, dot, 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 for now. So... That's kind of out there. Just to give a little more background on that, at issue in the present lawsuit is Peloton's treadmill. It was not in production at the time of the license agreement. So the legal issue for the court, therefore, was whether or not the Peloton tread product is substantially similar to the Peloton bike. If it is, then the 2017 license does cover the Peloton tread, removing any liability for Peloton relative to the iFit patents. Gotcha. And it looks like the puffery allegation is about 
Peloton is saying that their bike is innovative and there's no other bike like it. And they're there and icons trying to say, but it's not radically different from our bike. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you, that you came up with way after yeah, Peloton so, did. So suck it. I got, <laughs> so um, we shall see. Yeah, we shall. So just to be clear, Peloton's competitor type statements were dismissed. Those statements, that was the, that Peloton CEO implied that Peloton had no competitors that was dismissed. So they lost that part of it, but they did get to keep the false advertising part again for now. So we will see what happens in the future with Icon and Peloton. So Hilton has announced 11 new hotel signings. And what that means for you and more specifically Peloton is that each property is going to feature a quote unquote, inspiring public spaces, state of the art facilities with product experiences from Peloton and Precore, which is a unit of Peloton. Right. And so a couple of things come out of this one. That's uh, Hilton's product that's called Tempo, Okay. which I just find funny because Tempo is also sort of trying to compete in this Mm -hmm. market. So that's just funny. But also the other interesting thing here is Precore because we don't know what Precore is going to look like now that it's going to be this piece of Peloton. So very interesting that this agreement came out when we don't know anything about the product yet, which says to me that the hotel chain does know about the product Love to get a hold of those documents. Yeah, we need to make some friends over at Hilton. Yeah. Anybody knows? Hit me up. So Ad Week, which is a big deal in the world of advertising, Very. released their Creative 100, and it's people who are branded content innovators, and a Peloton employee by the name of Jennifer Cotter made the list. What number was she? Uh, it doesn't look like they're assigning numbers, per se. Okay. Like, it's like 100 people, but they didn't necessarily... It, it wasn't like, oh, she's a number... Right. Okay, got it. Well, um, congrats to Jennifer Cotter, and while we're on the subject of lists... Yes. Caitlin Johnston was named one of Fast Company's Queer 50. And so they're celebrating like business leaders in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. And Caitlin Johnston from Peloton was one of the top 50. How amazing is that? Awesome. Well, congrats to Caitlin and Jennifer. You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat. But you know what <laughs> they maybe hate to do or don't have time to do? Cook. Cook. Yeah, some people love to cook. I'm not one of those people. And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor. Whenever I checked into Factor, I got a box of keto for you. Okay. And I got the calorie smart for me uh, because I know that meat is the focus of your meal. That it is. And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things. So as long as it's healthy, I'm good. It can be any kind. But... The nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Congrats indeed. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist, and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She also has a wonderful app you should check out called No More Diets. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Jen. Hello. 
Hey. Uh, Hi there. Well, I'm so glad to have you back again. And uh, we have another question from the Clip Out community. This one comes from Sherry Allen, and she would like to talk about planning. She says she never knows what she wants to eat for the day. So planning ahead is hard. And she says that she's a picky eater and she needs to stay accountable. Now, I know this is about yeah. food, that her question, but but she also has another yeah. line above it says self-sabotage. So I feel like this is just about planning in general. Like this is about she just needs yeah. some general good advice. Absolutely. And, and look, I follow an intuitive eating model and what that means. And, you know, as you guys know, I wrote my doctoral dissertation about this, about intuitive eating and weight loss and weight gain and eating disorders and body image and all that sort of stuff. And I'm a big believer in really listening to our bodies. And that can make food planning really challenging because you may make a plan to eat, you know, vegetables and dip and then in that moment, you're really hungry and you feel like you really need some protein and you feel like that is not what your body wants. I think that what the best thing to do is is a few things. One is to have a decent selection of prepared food that you can grab on the go and kind of have some default meals. Like I know for me, you know, I'm vegan, as you guys know. And for me, like my quick I like, oh my God, I can't, I just can't deal with making dinner. My quick dinner at this point is I love broccoli. It's steamed broccoli, which takes four minutes, literally a garden chicken or turkey, or, you know, one of those options and a baked potato or a baked yam. Like that is, I put it in the microwave for a few minutes and then put it in the broiler to make it crispy. And that's a meal that's pretty quick. And if I don't know what to make and I am hungry and I just can't decide, like I kind of have a default meal. And I recommend that she come up with, you know, two or three default meals that if she just can't make up her mind that are quick and easy to do. And also to do a little bit of meal prep where uh, maybe Sunday night, she prepares like some cut up vegetables or make sure she washes some fruit and maybe Maybe puts it in some container so that if she is working from home or she brings it to the office, that she can just grab those kind of things that she will feel good about eating. And I recommend making lists of these kind of meals that if you eat them, you're going to feel good about yourself because at the end of the day, that's what it sounds like she's looking for, that she's at the last minute making food choices that she feels bad about. And when we start to link food with guilt or shame or feeling bad about it, it just, it creates a really negative cycle. And also what tends to happen is you eat something, you feel bad about it, you feel bad. So you eat something that you feel bad about. And it just creates that cycle. Mm -hmm. And we've all been on it before. Mm -hmm. And instead, if you can, first of all, have options that you feel good about at your disposal quickly. You're less likely to do that. And secondly, when you do make those choices that you don't feel good about, and this is important, instead of beating yourself up about it, shift your thinking. First of all, understand it's one meal and get over it. And, and I rarely say that as a therapist, but <laughs> let go. Let it, it, what's done is done. And don't let it turn into, well, I ate that, I might as well eat this. Well, you know, and now suddenly you're on a binge and you're you're going down a really negative spiral. The second thing is approach it with compassion. Ask yourself, what's going on in my life right now that I turned to food and made a choice that 
doesn't feel good to me. And and to me, a lot of the answers are I needed, maybe you needed a hug. Maybe you needed compassion. Maybe you needed a break. Maybe you were tired. Maybe you were angry. Maybe there's someone you're upset with that you didn't talk about. So you turn to food. You know, we tend to seek comfort in food. And when we do that, we have to, instead of beating ourselves up, which only adds to the cycle, we need to ask ourselves, what did I really need in this moment that I turned to food? Because if you can become aware of that, you will turn to food less. If you can say, wow, I didn't realize I'm really depressed. Like, And instead, call up a friend, schedule a therapy session, do some art, you know, connect with someone that, that you miss, watch a, an uplifting show, you are less likely to turn to food because food is not, it doesn't exist in a bubble. We have an emotional relationship with food and we can't deny that. And we have to really analyze what is it that's going on for me when we turn to food? Wow. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Uh, All I talk about food. I don't I, think that was the goal. I don't think that was the goal. I don't think that was the goal. I was I was thinking about the piece of dark chocolate that I ate after lunch and I was supposed to save till tonight after dinner. It happened already. And then but, I but had I a can, second one. I, I can tell you why you did that from our conversation <laughs> privately. Like you had a rough day. Yeah. And you, you needed a little sweetness in your life. And, and now that I'm here. <laughs> You're okay, and you don't need that. Exactly. But I I do think that we have to look at, and and a lot of the time, food is symbolic. You know, a lot of time when we need comfort, we turn to the food that maybe our caregiver, our mother, or our father, whoever made for us. Or when we do need some sweetness, we turn to, you know, sugary foods. Or, you know, sometimes our serotonin is low, and so we tend to gravitate towards things that provide more of that. And I think it's important not to judge it, but instead to go, what is it I need and how else can I provide that for myself and to not let one bad decision and bad's harsh but you know what I mean mm-hmm. but lead to the next one like you said well I already did yes. it so right don't don't make the spiral it, stop yeah. the spiral two weeks later <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us uh, until next time where can people find you you can find me on social media on Twitter Instagram Facebook Snapchat the works at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And you can always find my Peloton workouts that I post on my Insta story every day and know what I'm doing and which classes I'm taking. And you can also find me on InStyle Magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen, all about sex and relationships. Awesome. Thank you. Clip out. So there was an interesting post on the OPP, not something we talk about very much because it can get kind of ugly over there. Yeah. But it was from uh, a woman by the name of Amber Hardy. And she says that there is a user that repeatedly follows her on Peloton and then proceeds to jump on her rides and spam her with high fives during the ride. Yep. And, uh, and she says she's taken him off her follower list twice and he just keeps following me. And a lot of people are saying, well, set your profile to private, but that doesn't... It does nothing. That doesn't fix it. It doesn't fix it at all. And it's just interesting because while the high fives can be great and a lot of people love them, and rightly so. Yeah. But, the, you know, there are some kind of... Yeah. Hyper users out there. There are. I mean, I love high fives, but, you know... um, There are a couple people in the community that I'm not a real big fan of. And one of them keeps doing the same to me. Like they jump on any ride that I'm on and they high five the crap out of me over and over and over again. Right. And I'm not a big fan of this person. So it's jarring to see them 
pop up in my feed. And right. I know people are like, we'll just close the feed. Um, and, and I have done that. But like the red dot is still there. So it keeps drawing my attention. You can't yeah. get rid of the red dot. And this person doesn't just high five once. It is spamming. Right. Like it's over and over and over again. I have not made my profile private because it does nothing. The person can still find me. Right. And whenever I contacted Peloton, and this is where I wanted to kind of address this. I love Peloton customer service, but when I asked them about this, I specifically said, are you guys planning on coming up with a feature in the future right? so that we can block people? And they would not give me a straight answer. Yeah. What they told me was, deal with it. This person high fives a lot of people. You're not targeted. So let it go. And I'm like, okay, but this person is kind of stalking me. I mean, I've, I have blocked them on every single social media platform. I can't block them on your bike. Right. That's a problem. Totally. And I got no answer to that. They yeah. were just like, yeah, too bad. Cool. I do wonder if maybe there's some sort of change in the work because in the update to her post, she says that Peloton has reached out to her and she will handle it with her, with them. So I guess they saw the post and reached out. So my guess is the bigger Peloton gets, the longer it, the high five feature is around. Mm-hmm. Like you, they're probably seeing a little bit more, more of that. this yeah. or people who are just like, I don't like it. Yeah. Make it stop. Yeah. And, there, and, and that is another aspect of it too, because right now you don't have a way to turn it off. Right. So if you're getting a whole bunch of high fives, you just have to deal with them and they are frustrating. So I think, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I, I suspect that if, if they have not started working on that change, Tom, I suspect they're going to figure out a way to do that in the future because it's just too distracting and too many people are complaining about it. Hopefully it comes faster than the pause button. Uh, (laughs) Amen. Or the Android app. (laughs) (laughs) Instructors in the news. So Robin Arzan has some big news. Yeah. No, she's not pregnant again. Everybody calm down. No. Yeah. I know we don't know when she's coming back to Peloton, but it'll be soon. So we know. Just let her be a mom. She announced on her Instagram that she's going to be doing a Facebook Live on Peloton's Facebook page with Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame. Yeah. And it actually, uh, it has already taken place before we recorded. It literally happened like an hour ago. Gotcha. Um, But we couldn't listen because we were We were on a bus getting here. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah. How cool is that? And so he was talking about his new, um, his part in the new In the Heights movie. Sure. So I thought that was very cool because she got to actually interview him. I love that they uh, have taken, I'd like to think we inspired them a bit to take all of these interviews that people really enjoy and they use it to have all these instructors interview other famous people. I, yeah. I think, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Even if we didn't inspire them. I'd like to believe that. But if we didn't, I just think it's cool. Yeah. Rebecca Kennedy announced uh, this week via her Instagram that she's partnering up with uh, Petco for their pride collection. Yeah, they have a puppy pride collection. <laughs> I think it's more than just puppies, but um, her puppy is adorable. I don't I don't know how many of you have seen it out there. And Tom, I know you have no heart at all for cute animals, but her dog is adorable. And she had in her ad on the Instagram story, she had like all of the the little different products that the puppy was playing with. And it was just adorable. There was rainbow everything. (laughs) And the dog was playing with the toys. It was very cute. But also it's cool to see yet another um, ad that the instructors are doing. I mean, you're starting to see these more and more and more. Absolutely. 
Slack.com via their blog talk to Toonday about how she stays balanced and productive both on and off the bike. Yeah, she gave a lot of really great tips. Um, This one was particularly hard to find. So for those of you out there who might be looking for it, I recommend that you sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. This one is just a hard article to find. So Tom will be sending it out the next time he sends out the uh, newsletter. And then finally, in instructor news, uh, Jess King uh, showed off her leggings on Instagram. Hi, Tom. Yes. <laughs> you seem to think that somehow her having all these leggings like absolves you of how many leggings you have. I just think that maybe I don't have as many as I thought I did because she had an entire closet full of them. And sure. they were hangers and hangers and hang- and like each hanger. Each hanger has like, like eight. eight of them. Yeah. Now. I know that she's an instructor. I'm just curious when the last time you taught a Peloton class was. Uh, never. So I get your point on that. And I, how many of those do you think she actually paid for? Probably not. So I don't think this absolves you of anything. I'm just saying when it comes to like, oh, you have so many. Maybe it's not as many as you thought. No, it is. Ugh, <laughs> I counted. I got to, it was like one, two, three, many. Mm. I went straight from three to many. <laughs> You're like the owl with the tootsie pop. Yes. <laughs> Well, um, they were beautifully organized. I highly recommend that you check out this story because what she had done is take uh, hangers from um, the container store and they each had like each hanger had eight slots to hang leggings on and she grouped them by color. And so her closet was a legging closet and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. So she had like a whole hanger of purples and a whole hanger of greens. It was amazing. All of you out there who collect the leggings, you know what I mean. <laughs> they get it, Tom. I know they, they get do. it. It was wondrous. Clip out. So joining us again via the magic of ZoomTube, here to answer all of your nutrition-based questions is Angelo from MetPro. Hello, Angelo. Hey, guys. Hello. Good to be back. Well, we're so happy you're back. And we have yet another question from the Clipout community. This one is from Tracy Dingman. She would like to know, how do you stop binge eating at night? She does great all day. But after dinner, the sweet tooth kicks in and it's off to the races. Help. Yep. Well, Tracy, was it? Yes. Sure. Okay, it's Tracy. it's Tracy. It's uh-huh. it's it's sure. not Crystal using a pseudonym. Ah. It's Tracy. Wow. Throw me under the bus. Holy cow. Let me tell you struggle you with Tracy. this though in fairness. I do. You, you still, I do. Yeah. That is everyone's pseudonym and cover story at some point. <laughs> Listen, or another. I made my daughter, I made my 14 year old daughter hide chocolate from me last night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I was like, hide this somewhere in the house. I just, I can't know. Just make and, it somewhere it doesn't melt. And she asked, <laughs> she asked me to do it first, and I was like, Absolutely not. Like, I'm not, I am not going to be the man in the relationship telling you when you can and can't eat candy. Like, that's not going to be like, a thing. Fine. <laughs> But you have to. It's it's this functional thing. So, you know, during the covid year, yeah. my wife and I, we set up an outdoor uh, drive in, you know, so a family or someone could just drive in because we have a little bit of property and we have it on the side of the shed projected. So we set up a concession stand. Well, what happened was that was great during the winter months. But as soon as it got warm, everything started melting. So we had to bring the, the snacks and the goodies inside the house. Uh oh, <laughs> That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. If I know where it's at and it's accessible and I can reach it. And trust me, nobody knows 
how many calories and grams of sugar there are in that Kit Kat bar better than me. <laughs> Yet, one in the morning on a night I can't sleep, if it's in reach, that's the problem. I wasn't about to get dressed and walk all the way outside to the shed. Right. But if it's in reach, yeah, that's it. And so, Tracy, the, the truth is most people, you are 100% normal. Most people have this this struggle. So practical suggestions. One, whenever somebody tells me I got into the junk food at night, I always ask them, well, where were you at? Were you at uh, visiting some friend's house or did some people bring it over? How'd you get the junk food? <laughs> and then that way they have to go through the embarrassment of saying, well, no, we had it in the house. I'm, Aha! <laughs> That's the first problem. <laughs> If you have it in the house, you are going to eat it. Now, I'm a greasy food. That's my weakness. Really? Greasy food is my weakness. So there would be the, you know, once every month or two where I am going to just, I want a cheeseburger. And the less healthy, the better it tastes. That's my weakness. But let me tell you, it is so rare that I will grab the keys, get in my car and drive down to the In-N-Out or whatever to get the greasy cheeseburger. But if it's in my line of sight, if it's convenient, which is why I don't bring the stuff into my house. That's the key. The second key is 90% of what happens after six o'clock is preordained before six o'clock. That's the truth. It's what you do during the day, because if you're eating regularly at regular intervals, balanced, satiating, clean meals, you're not going to be dealing with blood sugar that looks like the recent stock market. It's going to be stable. And so at night, it doesn't change the fact that ice cream is delicious and chocolate tastes good. Doesn't change that. Still going to taste good. But you're going to be able to battle that craving for something that tastes good versus battle a craving while hungry, while having low blood sugar. You're not going to win that battle. Okay. That, nobody wins that battle, not day in and day out. They may once, twice, but day in and day out, nobody wins that battle. So if your blood sugar is stable and you're not hungry in the first place, then you can defeat just the fact that chocolate is good and save that for a special occasion. Now, the last thing is a a practicality measure. And that is a lot of people eat at night, not because of hunger or necessarily a broken routine during the day, but because it's behavioral and it's not a behavior they want to stop. I relax. So for me personally, I'm in front of the computer at night. I'm not a big TV watcher. I'm a big computer guy. So I'll get in front of the computer at night and I like to munch on something. And that can be dangerous because I'm not munching because I'm hungry in the first place. I'm munching because it's a habit at that point and I enjoy something to munch on. So if you know that that's what you want, look for something healthy, low calorie, that's not going to be a big deal if you eat a little too much of it. My, one of my favorite things is at the, when I go to the grocery store, I almost always come home with one of those party trays of veggies. They got all the different, I don't use the dressing in the middle. I use my own light Italian or balsamic vinaigrette, but I love the the variety of the different veggie trays. And I can just sit and munch. And if I end up getting carried away and sitting at my computer for another hour or two, and I eat too much of the broccoli and baby (laughs) carrots and, uh, you know, the, the snap peas, probably not the end of the world. So finding those substitutions that will help. And when you have those things to go to, it's not going to just magically one, two, three, solve the whole problem. 
this is the battle and will continue to be a battle, but you're going to win it a little more often and a little more often. And that's the key. Awesome. That is the key. It is. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a war of attrition. It is. It's lots of little things that add up. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, remind everybody where they can find more information about MetPro. MetPro.co slash TCO for the clip out. And don't forget right now through the month of June, you can win six free months of MetPro just by going to MetPro.co slash TCO, signing up for a consult or downloading the app. If you don't want to talk to anybody, that's fine too. <laughs> You'll be automatically entered to win six free months. And if you've already done it in the past, you are already registered to win. So uh, don't feel left out. MetPro.co slash TCO. Thanks guys. Thank you. Peloton celebrity sightings. So Kate Winslet, who just finished up, or at least it finished airing on HBO, Mayor of Easttown. Have you seen anything? I have not. I've heard wonderful things. Okay. But uh, I guess there was some remote filming involved, and it was the one thing she had to have while she was out there, and it was her Peloton bike. You can't blame her. You just can't blame her. But I like I like hearing the the celebrities. I know that almost all of them have them now, but uh, it's still pretty cool. It's also interesting to see that it's not only do they have them, but it's starting to make it into their writers. Of yeah. like, no, no, no. You will provide this for me while I'm here. And they should, because if they want these actors to look a certain way, you got to provide them the tools in order to look a certain way. Yeah. So. And for those of you out there who don't understand that reference, writer, a writer is a contract. Oh, they, yeah. Not yeah. like a bike rider. Yeah. I, yeah. That would be confusing. Even if you know what a tech or catering or hospitality writer is, it's still in this parlance could be confusing. Exactly. She has a writer for being a writer. Um, and, uh, you know, th- that's what, like, you see artists have, like, all green M&Ms in their dressing room. That's that's what they use yeah. to convey that information. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Another week, another artist collaboration. This week was Sam Smith. That's a big one. That is a big one. It's, I mean, big enough that, that I know who he is. Yeah, same. And um, I would say more like mainstream. Also, I think it's very timely. Uh, and, and I, I kind of wonder how long they put these out there, how long right. they program these in advance. I think at this point, quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was clearly uh, purposeful because uh, Sam Smith is non-gender binary, correct? Yeah. Gender non-binary. Gender non-binary. I'm sorry. I too am hopped up on cold medicine. <laughs> Mucinex. Yeah. And he announced that not too long ago, uh, back in 2019. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah fairly recent. Um, and, of course, he has a very memorable voice, and, and his ballads are beloved by many. So that's a great series, and I know people have been really enjoying it. I've seen a lot of uh, notes about Sam Smith, and I've seen a lot of notes about all of the Pride Rides and runs in general. They have a lot of really good feedback on them. In case you missed it. So you found an interesting article this week from a website called someecards.com, whatever that is. And it's kind of an advice column. And it's a woman asking if she's an asshole for asking her husband to control his grunting while working out. Yeah. And um, this was originally posted on Reddit and this uh, the some e-cards picked it up. But um, the advice that she wrote in for, it covered a lot of things. Like, yeah. One, the woman wanted everyone to know that she purchased all of the equipment for their home gym. Okay. And there were multiple things, not just a Peloton. She put all of it together where applicable. Obviously, she didn't need to put her Peloton together. Right. But the home equipment that she did need to put together, she did. Now, her husband uses it, and he uses it almost every day. And she's a huge supporter of that. She's like, that's great. You know, that's awesome. 
keep doing that. However, apparently his grunts are so loud right. that from the garage, because that's where their home gym is, <laughs> she can hear it inside the house, all doors and windows closed. The people across the street can hear it. And she went on to say, don't get me wrong. I am not talking about like an occasional grunt that all of us make. This is like he's dying repeatedly (laughs) for an hour. Like it is nonstop. And she wanted to know, do you think I'm an asshole for asking him to tone it down? (laughs) Because apparently he wears headphones, so he doesn't even hear himself. He has no clue how loud he is. Uh, The advice that came back in was the overwhelmingly, she's not an asshole. And that my favorite advice was spot on it said you need to record him and then play it back so he can truly hear how loud it is it really makes a difference and so i just thought it was uh funny we haven't done one of these like peloton adjacent it is peloton adjacent yeah and uh it's also because i see i'm the opposite i actually um have been trying to get you to grunt more (laughs) i don't get it because i like your grunts oh Oh my god (laughs) And a summer drop in the boutique is upon us. Yeah, it hit the other day. Um, we actually were at uh, one of the parks. Yes. Oh, yes. that's what you were shopping while yeah. you could have been spending time with family. I was spending time with family. We were standing in line. But you were shopping. We were you, We were standing in line. That doesn't count. And I bought a couple things. But you know what? I, I told you I was really going to pair back. And, and I, I mean that sincerely. And I only bought one outfit. Okay. And there were a lot of cute ones. So I, I feel like I deserve a little pat on the back. A little gold star. Okay. And it, I want to take this moment to tell everyone also that I have a, a lot of clothes up on an eBay site that I am selling. Because I went through all yeah. my old Peloton stuff. And moving quick. They are moving very quickly. Uh, new stuff is posting every day. So um, I've posted the link out on uh, my Instagram. I think it went to Facebook too. I believe so. Yeah. If you need it, let me know because I'm too tired to remember where all I put it, but I'm pretty sure it's in all the places. At any rate, I just think that I should be, you know, I think that you should give me a little kudos for only buying one outfit for the summer drop. Okay. Okay. It's a step in the right direction. Thank you. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Nicole Gonzalez. Hey, Nicole. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good. Good. So glad we could make this happen. When exactly did you first find out about Peloton? Like three years, just a little bit. Our friend had had it and he said, you know, you're really into fitness. I really think you should get the bike. So we got it for father. Like we were going to get it for Father's Day, but (laughs) it came a couple months early. So we've been addicted ever since. That's awesome. You can tell it was a while back because the newer stories never end with, and it came early. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Seriously. And so you said you were already really into fitness. So what did that look like for you? What was a fitness life like for you before Peloton? Well, I was always an athlete growing up. And then, you know, you kind of phase out once you go to college and you kind of phase back in after you have kids. So, you know, with limited time and having infant that did not like not being held, it was really difficult. So I started with Beachbody because, you know, everyone got into that P90X craze back a really long time ago. And because it was 25 minutes, it worked. But then once the bike came, it was just all games were off. (laughs) Wait, so P90X is a thing? I thought that was just a Bruno Mars song. No, that's really oh, a thing. Okay. Oh, no, that? it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? It is real. It is, yeah. 
Okay, so now tell us about Hardcore on the Floor. How did it come to be? Tell us what it is, because there's people out there, believe it or not, that haven't heard of it, because Peloton's so huge. I know it's hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, with like, it's crazy how much it's grown. So before, you know, Peloton really blew up via social media, back when I consider myself like second generation or like OG, because it was three years ago. And um, Kim had posted, you know, on official Peloton page, you know, does anybody want to commit to 10 minutes of core a day? And I thought that was a great idea. So I instantly messaged her and we started the group and it kind of just snowballed from there. That was actually before a lot of the strength even came to fruition. They really just had some old Emma classes and some Christine and Matt and Hannah classes that were, you know, core based, but nothing strength otherwise. So that's how long I've been with it. So when did the group originally like get created? Because I know it's been a while. Yeah, July 2018. Okay. So we're coming up on three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are. So like you said, it's changed, but I don't remember if I was around when you guys first started because I don't know how long into your membership that I found you guys. But I thought it was really cool because you started off by having like a calendar, but it was like specifically how to work core into your uh, routine because like you said that's all really that peloton had there wasn't a lot else but you guys have evolved i mean there's like there are whole schedules going on at this point yeah so tell us a little bit about that for people who've never seen one of your calendars your schedules well as peloton evolves i evolve i consider the calendar a living document it's really meant for beginner, intermediate, advanced based on heavy lift, how much time you spend. You know, I try to focus on a progressive sort of calendar each month where we hit everything that you need to hit and including endurance, hypertrophy, all of that. Like I said, as Peloton evolves, like they've been more bar and more Pilates and the resistance bands and the arm, like, well, they've always had the arms and lightweights, but, you know, more so, you know, with more instructors at this point. It's a labor of love, for sure. And I just hope everyone has time or has the ability to, you know, hit something with it because I try to make it as easily attainable for everybody as I can. The working parent, the stay-at-home parent, anybody like that. That's great because I know, like, sometimes these groups get so intense. Like, we hear people talk about that with other groups sometimes. It's just that there's so many things that they want you to do on top of things they want you to do that it just it can be overwhelming for some people exactly i mean i try to keep in a lot of 10 minute options daily so that like i said somebody with more time can stack them that's why the stacking feature is such a cool thing that's why we just now have used the word stack because you stack two 10 minute classes plus a 20 there you got a 40 minute workout or if somebody can just do core one day or just do a 20 minute yoga it's something that that's available to everybody. And people have asked me, can you put in the 30 minute classes? But it just not, it doesn't make sense at that point because it's just too hard for a lot of people to spend that much time. Yeah, I definitely see that. And what do you feel like the goal is? Like if you were to sum up, what is the goal of your group and how, like what you guys are trying to do? What do you feel like that would be? I'm trying to keep it fun. I'm trying to keep people interested. I'm trying to keep our level of adherence as high as possible without making it like monotonous. And I don't want people to wake up like, oh, 
what do I have to look <laughs> on the calendar today? It's like, okay, I'm excited. I mean, people do look forward to the active recovery days because the days are can be heavy, but I want everyone to be excited about it. And I try to keep a lot of different instructors in there, you know, because everyone's got their favorites, but I want people to try other people as well because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. I take a lot of classes, <laughs> a lot of classes. <laughs> and I know somebody out there is going to ask, so I have to ask too, like, do you have some kind of like certification that makes you qualified to be able to put these kinds of things together? Or is it from what you've learned? It's just kind of self-taught or what is your kind of knowledge level there? Well, I am a certified personal trainer through NISM. But I haven't been this entire time. Back in 2018, I was just taking classes. And quite frankly, you learn a lot. If you really just stop and listen to people like Andy and Chase and Robin, they all know so much. And if you just practice what they preach, it's your golden yeah, that's great. NASM is the one that I did mine through. And uh, I really thought it was a good program. So I thought it was great. You learn a lot through that program as well. And so being able to put those together, you are absolutely qualified to be able to do that. So that's the <laughs> answer. Sure. Yes, Nicole. Yeah. You answered correctly. <laughs> yes, I know that. There you go. Everyone's been, you know, wanting to know a little bit about me. There you go. So, I mean, great. it's inspired me to get my certification in youth sports and that kind of stuff because I have two daughters who I'd like them to get into it. Yeah. Totally. But that's great because also there's so many different groups doing different things and you don't always know where that stuff is coming from. And like sometimes it isn't as simple as just do more and you'll be more fit. Like, no, you might be more injured. And so exactly. it's good to know that the person behind the schedule actually has some legit training there. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yes. And, and um, I've worked with a trainer for several years, too. So I also learned from him and he is great. So. The, best, the best way to learn in fitness is by doing. So that's what I try to do. That's awesome. I feel like it takes a little bit to get confidence up to feel like I'm ready to help other people. Like, I feel like even though you have that, it's like it might take a little bit to be like, I'm ready to help somebody else, even if you have the knowledge, like to feel comfortable putting it out there for other people. So I think that's really cool that you're able to do that in a way that is easy for people to understand and that you feel comfortable with it. That's great. Was that intimidating for you or like some people like they get intimidated by the idea of like, I'm going to create this thing that other people will follow and other people, their mindset is just like, no, 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 I got it. And like, which camp did you kind of fall into? Well, I think in the beginning I was a little nervous, of yeah. course, but honestly, I spend the entire, I don't do the calendar. It's loose. Like the schedule is loosely based off what I do every day, mm -hmm. but I spend my time researching and taking all the classes. And can I see someone who's just starting out taking this class and I'll rate it one through 10 in my own head. And then I'll reach out to my other moderators and I'll say, do you guys mind taking this stack? This is what I think of it. I'm curious to see what you think of it. So I do look a lot behind it because like you said, Tom, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. Um, and I don't want it to like one class to discourage people. Yeah. It, everyone's so, going to have their favorites, but you sure. know, so you actually have only do so much. <laughs> so you actually have other people like admins or moderators kind of beta testing these things before they get pushed out to the general populace. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to overload anybody, sure. but you know, I've got my one girl, Allison, who's been with me since the beginning. I've known her since literally day one of the group. She's my bar and Pilates person. And then I've got Colleen, Diane, Whitney, who are my strength people. So 
we work really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't realize how much that behind the scenes stuff can really take up your time. So, well, what would you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys are busy enough. <laughs> I'm not, but she is. I just sit down and crack wise. Um, but you've added in like not only do you add strength to people's like cycling activities, but you've also added in running over time and you've also added in uh, power zone training. Right. Which I know is cycling, well, but it's specific. We try to just put in what we think, like what type of PZ rides belong on which day, because we do get a lot of power zone challenge people and we want to make everything attainable for them because their power zone will get better, but they should also incorporate strength. I know that it's really hard. Truthfully, I've never done a power zone challenge because I don't know how hard it is. So that's why um, another member of ours, Joanne Kelsey, has really helped me to incorporate the PZ training into that just because, you know, they go hand in hand. They're very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like the power zone challenges are super time consuming. So I think that it's great that you have somebody who has done the challenges putting that together because, you know, 10 minutes of strength doesn't sound like that much. But if you're sore and you try to get on the bike the next day, it is a lot because if you're sore, then you're not going to be doing as well on the bike as you would like to be. And then that's going to discourage you as well. So it's exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a big circle. Well, that's why we kind of push the core stuff, because regardless of how sore your legs are, you usually do a sit up or two. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's smart. (laughs) How many hours does it take to put one of those calendars together? Including me taking all the classes. Uh I mean, with me taking all the classes, I take 95% of the classes I put on the calendar. I mean, I work out 60 minutes to 70 minutes a day, seven days a week. So... Lots of math I can't do. Okay, oh, okay, um, that's fair. You know what? If you need help with that math, you should check out. There's another group, uh, Common Core, on the floor. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would look into that. Okay, so let's assume Gosh. 30 hours just of workouts, and then how many hours on top yeah. of that have actually like, okay, this um, works. It depends. So there's been times where literally I've written out the calendar, and I was like, this is just not driving with me, and I rip it up and throw it away. And my husband and kids are like. Mom, what are you doing? (laughs) Why you just spent so long putting that together? I'm like, I just didn't feel right. It just didn't. That put it like getting the calendar together could take like you know 90 minutes just the calendar alone. But the researching is what takes forever. But I feel like that's important to point out to people because I know as a member of the group that I've seen. I've seen that people sometimes share it outside the group. And I know as a labor of love that you have, because I have my own labor of love, it's super frustrating when people just like take what you've done and do whatever they want with it and make it their own. It's very, very frustrating. (laughs) It is. It really, that people do reach out to me. They say, I saw your calendar in a different group and, you know, we try to nip it in the bud and we have it as a rule. We're doing the best we can. I mean, There's not much more I can do, I don't think. (laughs) Unfortunately not. There really isn't. Have you ever built like a month worth of classes and then there was like a purge and half of them are gone now and you had to scramble? Kind of. Because I would have calendar put together and there was classes that the instructors are completely gone midway through. That was, you know. (laughs) Oliver. The instructor gate last year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very very sad. um, (laughs) The instructor who shall not be named. (laughs) You know what? I don't even know when they do the purges. So I just always like fingers crossed that they don't 
don't do it sure. you know, one week into it because that would just not be cool. So yeah. what did you do? Did you scramble to, to like put in new classes or were you just kind of like, what you going to do? And we're just like substitute. Not often. It yeah. really hasn't happened too much, but we did lose some quality classes that I truthfully am sad about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, all instructors have value. And so when they leave, there's always going to be like a gap left behind of what they do. For sure. You got to take time to fill it in. So, well, now, how are you finding time to do all these classes? Like, since you're taking all of these classes, do you feel like you just automatically get a balanced workout? Or do you feel like it's kind of like trial and error for you to get a good workout? (laughs) You know, I consider myself advanced so that if I find that if I need to step it up in a class, I can do that. I'm not advanced in bar and Pilates. Well, I mean, I would never let anyone watch me do bar because it's just awful. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to, you know, like lifting and stuff, I know how to listen to my body. So if I see a class is going downhill quickly, I'll just complete it in my own time. Like I said, I try to follow the calendar and the way it wears Monday's legs, Tuesday's arms, Wednesday's full body. So I'm following it in terms of that, just so I can kind of stay in my own sort of continuous mental state. But sometimes the classes are really awesome. (laughs) And sometimes I struggle. It is what it is. I'm human. Well, yeah, of course you are. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. feel like what you're doing is undervalued by people because I think that what you're doing is adding something to Peloton workouts that is lacking and that is creating a program. And that's what you're doing. I know you call it a calendar, but you're programming workouts for people and it's putting it together in such a way that people can level up. And that's something that like just doing Peloton weights, you're not going to get unless you have the knowledge that you have. Because if you don't put classes together in a certain way, yes, you're working on your arms or you're working on full body, but you didn't do it in a thoughtful way to like be able to set yourself up to improve. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of people undervalue what you do. It's a huge value to the community. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's called it's periodization and it's just understanding how to set things up in a way that maintains adherence. As you know, it's that's the hardest thing to get people to hold on to is a training program. So I tried. I mean, (laughs) I have a lot of friends that do it and we've had a lot of success. So I'm very excited about that. As you should be. Yeah. And you've been at it for a while. So I would think that you're getting decent engagement or you would have gotten bored and stopped. If we were still yeah. getting two downloads an episode, we would not be doing this. True story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard. We have a lot of members now. I mean, we've blown up in the past six months, which yeah. is great. So I guess the pressure's on, like you said. I mean, I want to keep everyone engaged. It's just one of the issues is with Facebook is I can only reach so many people mm-hmm. with each post. So I'm only reaching half of the 120 something thousand we have now. And wow. a lot of things. When, when I joined, like, we're, get, we're getting close. Yeah. When I joined your group, though, I think it was like under a thousand. Like, I mean, I think it was tiny. Yep. Like, that's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. You guys I, have had a lot of growth. <laughs> well, you know what? I had to stick my husband on as moderator just so he can go through everyone applying, like, and answering questions. Cause I was like, I just can't keep up like I'd look and it'd be like 2,500 requests and I was like honey you just like to scroll so you just need to do this for me (laughs) you need to help me out just sit here and scroll (laughs) he's good at it he's he's a good scroller he's really good at that (laughs) but yeah I can't even imagine 2,500 requests holy smokes yeah 
That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Who's handling your marketing? Are yeah. they available? You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Like you really, I feel like you're missing an opportunity to monetize this. I mean, if you charged everybody a dollar for one month of workouts, like that's a lot of money, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got some. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Okay, okay. I don't blame you. I don't either. Truthfully, I like to also write my own programming. And so when COVID shutdown happens, I wrote a hardcore kids program, which a lot of people really enjoy. I wrote a low impact workout for like lower body that was lunge free. And for the fact, everybody out there, I don't hate lunges, but I couldn't do them for six months because I had foot surgery. Oh, And so I wrote a workout that is very easy on the knees and the feet and everything that a lot of people have started to do. So I wouldn't mind providing some of my own stuff, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. So do you have a uh, an instructor of choice? That's a load of questions. I know. That's why I asked it. And also because it's in the list of questions that Crystal gave me. <laughs> I know. I know. She said that too. And I was like, oh my gosh, how can you do that to me? I don't have one favorite. I have my go-tos. How about that? Okay. For like my hit rides, I love going to Sam because okay. he's very traditional and works in the VO2 max and my heart rate. I've got such control over it by doing those classes. I love Selena for gluten legs. She's just got like this aura about her and it's not like overwhelming. And I really love listening to Chase. He's so smart. He really knows what he's doing. And then Adrian and Andy. I mean, you can't go wrong with upper body with them. So those are my go-tos, but I definitely do classes with everybody. Well, yeah, I'd say. You almost have to with what you're doing. Yeah. Like you got to know what's out there. How many hours have you worked out? How many minutes? What badge do you have so far this year on Peloton? How many minutes? Can I look it up on my phone? It was probably not as high as a lot of people in the group, not going to lie. How's that possible? Because the people in the group don't have to create a calendar. (laughs) (laughs) No, truthfully, I've had like I've had to cut back on time only because I mean, like we're renovating. We had to move back in with grandma and grandpa. So my time's cut a little short every day. So I'm over 8000 at this point. (gasps) Yeah, that's short. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Well, I think for me, I mean, I think I hit 10 by this time last year when we were shut down at home. So for anyone listening, Um, just to give you a little tidbit here, it's May. So just to like put that in perspective, we're not even halfway through the year and she's at 8000 minutes and was at 10,000 last year. That's insane. Wow. That's amazing. I, but I put the time in. So, you know, I try to lead by example. You know what I mean? So if I can show people like I'm actually doing this, you can do it too. I, I like to not be a hypocrite. I like to show my kids, you can do this if you try. So, and they're watching. Yeah. The little ones are always watching. Yeah. That my they watch, they let me do it. They have no interest in it, but they watch. They do watch. They're aware that it's going on. Yeah. They're aware. Maybe one day it'll kick in. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> So, my uh, kids love doing the yoga. They love the yoga. So awesome. that, that'll take. That's good. That's a lifelong skill. <laughs> it really yeah. is. So they walk around with their little, like, the, my three pound weights, and they're like, we're the Nicole. And <laughs> we're working out. We're with Peloton. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are ridiculous. So, <laughs> so what is your leaderboard name? I am Getter Done. With an underscore in between, get her done. Okay. Awesome. I know. It's, 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 I don't even know why I came up with it at this point. I can't really get rid of it. So (laughs) I just remind myself, I'm like, just do it. Just do it. So 
it kind of inspires me, I guess. Well, that's good. I mean, if it inspires you, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Some people just have like letters and numbers and yeah. it does not. There's no inspiration there for them. You know that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't like walk around like get her done. Like it just you got to do it. Like I got to remember that I try to lead by example and I just need to do it. You've got a mantra right in your own leaderboard name. Yeah. Very nice. I try. <laughs> so since you create these schedules monthly, that's an advice of sorts. But do you have advice for people who are just getting their bike? I do. Start with some beginner classes. Really learn the ins and out of the bike. If you're starting to run, learn your body. Make sure that the way your legs are moving, your arms are moving, are all in sync together because it's you could hurt yourself really quickly. And if you hurt yourself, your chances are you're not going to stick with program. Commit, set time and say, this is the time I'm going to spend every day for myself. Even if it's 30 minutes, you split the time in half, but you've got to get the strength work in there because it will only complement your work on the bike, the tread as you age. That's one of the reasons I work as hard as I do. I want to age without feeling aged, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, as a woman, osteoporosis, you want to try to keep your bones healthy, your muscles strong, because once you hit a certain age, you just can't grow it as quickly. So my advice is just to pick your time and cut it half cardio, half strength, and come join our group because we're very supportive of everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very supportive group. There's not a lot of arguing over there, which can't be said for every group. So. Especially with 120,000 people. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, there's not a lot of arguing. There's 400 people in our group. Right. But like, there's, right. But like, that's a lot to keep everybody on an even keel. Well, we have really great members. I have to say that. I mean, they have my back like I have their back. And they're watching and they're there to help. And they're there to remind people that this is not the place to be nasty because it's, it's not just not going to be tolerated. <laughs> So it's home. It yeah. is. It feels like friends that you've never met. It's so crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. I guess before we go, where can people find you? I mean, you've talked a lot about your group, but like, where can they find you if they'd like to follow you online? If you want to be followed. I started the hardcore Instagram. That's kind of where I keep my fitness life mm -hmm. only because I like to kind of keep the private stuff. Sure. Just like kind of my family and whatnot. But we're on Instagram at HCOTF2018. That's Instagram. And then Facebook is hashtag hardcore on the floor. And well, there's no there. space with hardcore questions. There's no space. In no, the there is no space. Okay. And then there's capital core. And then you can find a ton of us in the leaderboard with hashtag lowercase hard uppercase core. And we actually we started hardcore dudes because everyone thought that it was mostly women in the group. Yeah. And we said, I was like, it's like seeing a guy talk in the Facebook because not a lot of men are talkative, but there's a lot of them there. So I'm like, it's like seeing a unicorn out in the wild. So, you know, we're trying to get the guys more involved. And then you get me who I'm talkative, but I'm not on the bike. So like there's. But Tom, maybe we need to get you to like try the calendar. Oh, what do you think? 10 minutes a day. Not that. You do it with Crystal. <laughs> And they finally caved and did the tonal. Doesn't that count for anything? I thought that'd get me out of the moments like this. Uh, do you enjoy it? No. 
No, not at all. Okay, then. Well, yeah, I can like, lead the horse to water. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it, but I don't like it. And I told Tonal that. They asked, and I was just like, no, I mean, it's a great machine. I recognize that objectively. So is Peloton. You know what I mean? But do I enjoy doing it? Absolutely not. These people who are like, I can't wait to work out today. I'm like, there's something wrong with you. Like, I don't understand what you should seek counseling or something. But I like, no, no part of it do I enjoy. I'm just like, I'm doing this now. And now I am done doing this. And I am glad I am done. So like, that's. Sorry. Well, I give you credit for doing it, though. Well, I, I have been in tonal, not to turn about me, since it came, like, I just did the four weeks to fat loss, which I found out after I signed up is apparently a really hard one. It is really hard. But I lost seven pounds in, in the four weeks. So yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. Oh. And his strength score went up 12% in four weeks, too. Uh-huh. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I'm so that's great. And that's, that. that's what it's all about, right? Seeing people have that success exactly. level. So yeah. it's like you might find it on Tonal and she finds it from her calendar Absolutely. and that's okay. It's awesome. Totally. Both of those Perfect. are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you move, like I'm cool with anything. Just move your body and take care of yourself. That's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Tom, Tom just moved for I those of you not watching. Wiggling. So I think he thinks I know. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She said oh, to just man. move. I also have to pee. So there's, there's checking two boxes. Not going to lie. So oh, goodness. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. This was fun. Yes, it was. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was great. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you besides Disney World? <laughs> people can find me on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal they can find me at Twitter and Instagram on the bike and, of course, the tread at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clipout while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and, of course, sign up for the newsletter at TheClipout.com. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back in our regular studio next week, sadly. Yeah. Because no more Disney. Disney. Yeah. But uh, so that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep pedaling. And running. Running.